When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Joey Casada. You're listening to Tom and Zeus on Shout It Out Loudcast. If you want to hear two idiots with Boston accents talk about Kiss, you've definitely come to the right place. What's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loud Cast. We're up to episode 114. All for the Glory 3 Kiss Album Madness Tournament. 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 I cannot believe it's that time of year again. I've, it's unbelievable that we're doing this. Not only it's already March, but that we're on the third one. Talk about friggin' time flying! Ooh, man, exciting time of year. This is going to keep us and uh, everybody busy for the next few weeks with the polls and the brackets. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, remember when we first started planning for it? Oh, how do you think? What do you think you'll catch on? Do you think of the holy shit? By last year, we had it in the hundreds. Yeah, I was like pulling my hair out trying to keep up. This time. You're keeping track. Woohoo! So yeah, I, and I have even bigger. Yeah, and I have no hair to pull out, so I'm, I'm ahead of the game. Ooh, you can pull out some pubes if you see, want. See, see, it takes three minutes for us to sink to the. That's it. That's all it takes. <laughs> and just be, and just before we hit record, we're like, dude, we gotta kind of clean it up a little bit after last <laughs> week with the farting on the air and the bukkake shit. And here we go. Oh, <laughs> well, you pull it out here. You're saying anyway. Bing. Anyway. Bing. <laughs> Did you just say King? <laughs> oh, King was in this tournament. He'd be the first seed. <laughs> Life is good. Life's great. It's fun and exhausting because we just got a puppy. And for those who don't know what it's like to have a puppy, it is like having a baby in your house. So uh it's awesome. We're having a great time, but uh yeah. Sitting on my ass is uh, not happening anymore. It's like having a baby, but it's 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 awesome. We're having a good time with them. And I saw that early on Facebook this week. You put something up about 
irregardless, irregardless. And then, of course, Lopes. Oh. Yeah, Lopes. Oh, well, technically, this dude, he is the human <laughs> version of autocorrect. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, I know it was a joke because I work with people that use that word. I don't need you to swoop in and be like, well, you know, MiriamWebster.com has it as a word. I'm like, yeah, uh, okay, great. Yeah, you, people can say fucking shit balls is a word too. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you could go to Urban Dictionary and Rusty Trombone is in there. <laughs> Cincinnati bow tie. It's, it's not too. about the. It's not about the cock and balls. <laughs> it's not about asses. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not, not about anal pleasures. No, it's not about. No, it's, not, it's not about that. <laughs> it's not about the. It's not about the. The Cincinnati bow tie. It's about passion. Life isn't about sex. Life is about children and passion. Yeah. And spirit. Yeah, it's life's about passion. It's not about fucking and balls and pussy. It's about love. It's about people. It's about connection. It's all about connections. But it's not about tossing salad. It's set up with cock and ass and tits mm-hmm. and butthole pleasures. It's not about butthole pleasures at all. It's not about his rusty trombone and his dirty Sanchez. It's not about the rainbow showers and the camel toe slide and the Cincinnati bow tie, the Arabian goggles or the hot car and, and pearl necklace or pussy juice cocktails and the, the jagged head dildos and the double decker pussies. Okay, I you know, double... Pussies and the shit stained balls and come swapping and hanging brain instead of the rattlesnake wiggle and the alligator fuck house donkey punch or the tea bagging. Just please stop. Just All relax. Right. That's enough. Party's oh. over. <laughs> it's, forget it. All right, let's move on. This is gonna be yes. bad. Last week we had the pleasure of having Mr. West Beach from the Plasmatics on. We got to talk to him and talk some good stories about uh, his days in the plasmatics and his interactions with Kiss. Uh, Tom, we got a couple poll. We did a poll and we had some uh, feedback. What do we- Let's start with the poll. Yeah, great episode with Wes. He was awesome. Uh, very cool. So uh, the poll was, so we talked about the three songs that Wes was involved in with the plasmatics and that were, had a, the Kiss connection. And that was uh, It's My Life, Thief in the Night, and Love's a Deadly Weapon. So we threw the vote out, the poll out there to see what you guys think is your favorite. And It's My Life won the poll with 50% of the votes. Thief in the Night at 38 and Love's a Deadly Weapon last at 12. Kind of no surprise. It's My Life is like a fan favorite. Uh, a lot of a lot of people like that song. Uh, and that story was, was interesting that he had to say about that. Uh, our buddy Nige, Thief in the Night is a top five Gene song for me. In fact, is there a more underrated Last two songs on a Kiss album, then Turn on the Night, followed by Thief in the Night. I don't think so. Then he goes, oh, wait, what about Little Caesar and Boomerang? Oof. He's right, though. Gene's got some really underrated, awesome 80s stuff. We talk about that all the time. Uh, Lee Bruton, Thief in the Night. Crazy Nights was the first Kiss album I heard. Ooh. Sterlino, who is as salty as they come when it comes to Twitter interaction, but we love him because he's a big Kiss fan. Uh, the original demo to Deadly Weapons blows most of the 80s material out of the water. Okay. Oh, our friend Vincent Maroney. Not to be confused with Roman Maroney. Now I'm really angry. This is Fargan War. 
He said they are all great and underrated songs. Agreed. Our buddy, I love it louder. Thief in the night is so damn good. I love that riff and the way it goes into the verse. Damn. Then Twisted Kister jumps in and says, I'm with you. Thief in the Night is a monster. I wish Gene would have put it on Revenge just to hear the nasty tone that Bruce Kulik had on that album. That would have been a good point. Our buddy Jay from the Hook Rock says, it's my life. Shivo Hellboys, Thief in the Night. Our buddy Steve voting for It's My Life. Good enough to be on any Kiss album. Sleazy guitars would have been great live. Alessandro Rourke, fellas, great episode. Although I was expecting some crazy Vinny stories. Uh, I had to go with Thief in the Night. Great closing track on one of my favorite albums. It's My Life is fun and pop, but not a Kiss-sounding song. Eh, maybe, maybe. Good stuff there. And then some episode-specific related feedback on this one. Again, our buddy Dan, I love it louder. Thanks for the shout-out, guys. Any opportunity to wear the team uniform, I will take. Happy to have you guys around to talk about all the things we want to talk about with the band. I am pumped for March Madness. Well, here we go. We're going to be talking about that. Corey Thomas. Big fan with her husband, Bill. She said, enjoy today's show as always outstanding. You keep it entertaining and had both of us laughing from the go. Very cool. Thank you. Vet Halen. Weird timing. I just finished listening to the Asylum review episode. All right, good. Catching up is cool. Texan Brian. I'm listening now. Good so far. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, our buddy Murph with the rare serious comment. Excellent episode. Really enjoyed the nuggets of info shared by Wes. Yeah, Wes was awesome. Our buddy Todd Herrig. I was such a huge fan of Wendy O. Williams and the plasmatics growing up. I'm sure I had a lot of people who wondered what the hell was wrong with me as I was cranking that shit driving around my small Minnesota hometown in the early to mid 80s. Thanks T and Z for and Wes for the blast down memory lane. Costa. Amazing episode, guys. Thanks to Wes for sharing his insight. Kiss had head pins open up for their 83 show here in Canada, but I knew all about Wendy and the Plasmatics with a 19-year-old brother raving about them and my own 13-year-old eyes staring at the LP and loving her wardrobe. Uh, Dave Cranston, great job as always. Who knew the Ripper would make a guest appearance so soon on one of your episodes? <laughs> uh, also, did Wes sound to anyone else like a lot like a sober ace used to sound keep up the great work 
Oh, if Paul gets a vaccine, does he still need to be quarantined? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. No, deuce. Then says, fart it out loud cast. Oh, boy. <laughs> Moncton Magic Fan. That show would have been awesome to see in person. The plasmatics ruled. Uh, then Wes himself jumps in and says, I've been told on more than one occasion that I do sound like Ace and that New York nasal accent. Now, if I could only play like him. And then Greg commented and said, yeah, I also thought you sounded like Ace. Oh, St- Steve was like, update. Warren have actually released nine <laughs> studio albums and sabotage rock. And I replied with update. It still sucks. <laughs> uh, so yeah, good stuff. Awesome stuff. Um, anytime we get a guest like that to come on and just, sh- and just share like personal experiences and insight with the band, both with kiss and his own band, the plasmax, just a lot of fun for us. And we're glad you guys enjoyed it too. Yeah. It was his personal private business that he shared. It's my with personal us. private. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Because it's personal business. It's my personal private business over on YouTube. YouTube. Anthony Stratus. These type of kiss podcasts are best when you get a special guest on like West and he gives you Tom and Zeus and us the kiss fans, lots of deep cut stories. Thanks guys. Keep rocking Marty white. I remember when my band opened up for kiss during the asylum. Oh, here we go. Here it comes. I was 11. It was a dream come true. The band was decent to us, but just like they never gave the plasmatics a sound check. They never gave us good lighting. We played in dim lights nearly every night, but then something changed. One night after playing our opening song, the stage was suddenly so bright that we were temporarily blinded. When our vision returned, we noticed that the light canisters were all dark. We couldn't figure out where the bright lights came from until I looked to the side of the stage. Paul and Jean were standing there, both wearing their neon asylum costumes, (laughs) and they illuminated the stage like a thousand suns. It was a great way for Kiss to save money on lighting during oh, that God. tour. Their savings were not reflected in a pay bump for either Eric or Bruce. Nice. Gotta love Marty. Yep. Over on Facebook. Uh, Matt Wallace, great interview. Love the plasmatics. Scott Donaldson, killer episode, boys. And he put a nice gif of Jacinda Ardeen, whatever her name is. Oh, yep. Winking at us. Her teeth are like like major effect. She looks good in this one. <laughs> Greatest podcast intro ever by Kevin Jepson. And nice. then Matt Wallace also added, love the part about Paul crying like a bitch. Oh, boy. Sensitive little baby. I thought, Tom, there was another run on Twitter where we went off track and we started going into the hotness of the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Did it not? Oh, God. I yeah, I think that's with Steve, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think he was a fan of her. And Zandon Black was not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yep, you're right. Yes. Jacinda Adern is not on my bucket list. So I was just like, why does she have to be on your bucket list? She's more than fine enough for me. Just got to watch out for those choppers. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Steve responded with, ain't that the tooth? With a, with a, with a picture of her smiling. And he put a picture of the banana splits guy. 
with a big teeth going all around. That is awful. Oh, yeah, man. there are times you look at her, and you're like, wow, she's pretty cute. And then there are other times like, ooh, she looks like a home ec teacher in, in fucking <laughs> middle school. She's look, <laughs> looking good. And we'll finish up with a couple emails here. First one from our good friend, Tony Smith. And he says, I just wanted to give you guys a shout out. I'm about three episodes behind while recouping at home and just got around to the Kiss World episode. First, thank you guys and the shout out loudcast community that sent prayers my way. Just got back to work. It's going slow and easy. Oh, great white snake song. I've got to where I thank God for every day, even the crap ones, because I'm still around. Nice. God bless, Tony. On the Kiss World album, I share the same sentiments as you guys in general. I have the vinyl and the CD. At the end of the day, I believe Tom and Zeus can come up with a better best of album blindfolded. Yeah, maybe. Rock on. Hope to be all caught up by the week's end. Tony Smith. Nice stuff. God bless you, Tony. Wish you luck in the future. <laughs> Say, Say a prayer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you later, fruitcake. And then we got our last one here. Our comment of the week from David Clark. This is kind of a two-parter. We're going to, he's got to, he, he's going to have the question of the week too. We're going to save that for the question segment at the end there, but we'll read his email. Shout out Loudcast guys. Thanks for another amazing episode. I became a Plasmatics fan in the early eighties because it was so raw and different than anything else I was listening to. So the West beach interview was great. West seems like a very insightful and solid dude. I love the kiss stories that he shared and would have liked to hear more stories about Wendy O but understand the privacy and sensitivity that surrounds her life story. Thanks guys. I cannot tell you how much enjoyment I get from your show. It has helped to keep me sane during these days of quarantine. Indiana fan, David Clark, David, that is awesome. And uh, you will hear more from David when we get to our question of the week segment at the end of the episode. Yeah. Thank you, David. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> All right, Zeus. So before we get into Kiss World and Kiss News, we want to give a, uh, a shout out, as always, to our awesome Patreon family of subscribers, uh, people who have gotten on board to help the show grow uh, with their donations. Uh, any size is uh, is great. We can't thank you guys enough for being part of that Patreon family. And if you guys are interested in uh, helping to support the show in any way, shape, or form, uh, you can find us by going to patreon.com or the Patreon app, and you can find our show. And uh, we have multiple tiers that you can help to contribute. Uh, each tiers have little bonuses. And uh, again, we, we give our weekly shout out to all of our Patreon uh, subscribers because uh, they keep uh, the show going. And uh, we we greatly appreciate that their uh, their 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 donations and their time. So if you want to be part of that family, and the family is growing, and as we've said before, we have a lot of fun on Patreon, uh, sharing some stories, some private polls, some sneak peeks at things. Uh, so it, it it's a lot of fun. So uh, if that's something that you're interested in, check us out, please. We will greatly appreciate it. Yeah. So thank you guys at Patreon. And you can also find us in the uh, episode notes. There will be a little link there for Patreon. And other links, if you guys ever notice in our episode notes, you can find our email. You can find uh, Click T-Shop and others in the links at the end of the episode uh, information. So, Tom, what's going on in Kiss World? Well, not really too much. I mean, I guess the one big thing is that you get Paul Stanley making the rounds. 
you know, Soul Station's coming out on the 19th, releasing more songs. You know, we'll we'll get into it eventually, whether or not we do that album review. Who knows? Stay tuned if it's coming. People got their opinions on whether they like the music or not. What people got their opinions on whether they want to see this from Paul, whatever. But uh, one of the more interesting tidbits that kind of dropped recently was our buddy Jeremy White who has a, a great podcast up in Canada. Uh, he gets top shelf guests all the time. Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Michael Anthony, good guy. And he shared a clip from his recent episode with Paul. And I got to give kudos to Jeremy for having the balls to do this. And he said to Paul, you know, did you think about reaching out to Peter Chris on this album? Because, you know, he, you know, Gene Krupa, you know, that kind of background. Dead silence from Paul. He did the same thing that he did when he was on uh, Richard Marx's show. When Richard Marx yeah. about Steven Tyler bragging that Steven Tyler is somebody that's voice is still good. And Paul just sat there and he's like that awkward silence. Yep. Um, Jeremy had the balls to ask him and Paul just said, well, you can see I'm smiling. Like, yeah, and, and we made you know we, we made a comment, and I, I saw the comments going back and forth. Some people were saying that Jeremy, what are you doing asking a question like that and everything? And I'm like, look, Jeremy's a pro, and whether or not the question was coming sideways as a joke, you know, because of Peter Chris's style of music and the history that Paul has of shitting on his '78 solo album, and then you turn around in 2021 and Paul is making that album. Look, whether or not you think Jeremy should have asked the question, I give him props for doing it. To me, as a fan of Paul and as a fan of just being a professional, standing there with that pompous shit fucking grin on your face, you just look like a condescending dick. That's my opinion, and that's that. That's not the opinion of Shout It Out Loudcast. That's the opinion of me. And Paul could have shrugged it off, could have had a little bit of a sense of humor, but we know he's sensitive. And he has no sense of humor. And I just think it came off me looking bad. I know some people were, crit- were criticizing Jeremy. I just think it made Paul just look small and petty. And Paul has a history of looking small and petty. So, yeah, I, anybody giving Jeremy a hard time is an idiot. Agreed. Jeremy is nothing to do with him. He did a great job. And kudos to him. He's a good yep. guy. He's, his show's really taken off. And he's a real passionate fan, which I'll give him credit. He does an excellent job. He's got balls to do it. Yep. Tip the hat to him. But, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. The word that I would use to describe Paul's reaction would be it's small. It's yep. very small of you yep. to do that. There's no need. And then you'll, you know, you'll throw out a magnanimous kind of comment about Peter. Well, without the four of us, then, you know, we wouldn't really be kissed without the four of us. <laughs> Then why do you fucking do that? Why don't you just simply say, no, I wasn't going to reach out to Peter. I, God bless him. I, I hope he's doing well. But, you know, this is the band I got. Bingo. That's all it takes. That's all it would have taken. Exactly what you just said. That's it. No. Two seconds. Because he's heard Peter say something back to Paul. Mm-hmm. So that sticks with him. And he's like, no. Anytime I get a chance, I'm going to let him know mm-hmm. that I'm not fond of him. Or I'm yep. not like, just fucking let it go. Give me a break. Asa said just as bad things about him. And he sits there and he doesn't shit on Asa half as much. But he has this thing with Peter. I don't know. 
and I, I and he had this thing the other day that we talked about where me and you were mentioning like off the air about what's his problem with fucking Wendy William, Wendy O. Williams, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we said it's probably something because Peter and Wendy, I am just guessing, at some point got fed up with his prima donna and kind of maybe effeminate manners. Yep. And said something to him. Yeah. And he don't take kindly to that, just like he doesn't like Slash, because they oh, use yeah. those oh. words against him. Yep. And he won't stand for that shit. You call yep. that one, he don't forgive that. Um, meanwhile, Ace can fucking do Nazi propaganda shit and wear a Nazi uniform, and Paul did, but that's forgiven. Yep. Look, it, it's a conversation we've had many, many times. He's a sensitive person, but this was another epi- a chance that he could have just stepped up, pushed it aside, and be like, nah, you know, God bless him, you know, or just say, no, I didn't, I didn't ask him. You know, move want- on. And I'll, and I'll make this comment too, and I, I won't name names just in case this person doesn't want to be named. But if they're listening, they'll they'll know who I'm talking about. Somebody said this bothered me more than some of the other things that Paul has done. And I and I brought up the point was I think this bothered you more because you saw it. You didn't hear it or read about it. You saw it. It was a visual representation of Paul being petty and small. It wasn't words you were reading in an article or words you were reading in a tweet. You saw the look on his face, that 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 silence. And that hits more than reading or hearing. And and I and I think that was the stunning thing. And I gotta I, and I, you know, again, I gotta give props to Jeremy for having a sense of humor. He tagged us in it and he said, you know, classic moment with a couple of laughing emojis. Cause he knows, he knows. But again, kudos to him for asking the question, because it's a question that I would love to know. Hey, you've been shitting on Peter's soul album for over 40 years. Can you explain to us why you're making the same fucking album? Any anything to say on that? Do you go back and retroactively now compliment Peter on a 78 solo album, or is it still a piece of shit? You, you know? may not like the album, but you were also com- you were also confused. Insult. What was he thinking? What is he doing? You're in Kiss. What are you doing? What are you Bing- thinking? Exactly. You did Phantom of the Opera. You did this. You did a fucking Folgers commercial. <laughs> okay, with yep. the Ole. None of this Ole <laughs> shit. <laughs> yep. But like, that's the same thing, right? Why? Yep. You don't like his songs. You didn't like his singing. You didn't like the song choices, whatever. Okay. But for you to be like, what was he thinking? What was he doing? And then you to do it. He doesn't want that shit thrown in his face. He doesn't. Similar to he won't take kindly. If you dig up the interviews where he makes fun of all artists for being political or being Mm -hmm. all that shit. He doesn't want to hear that shit. Go, hey, Paul, how about this? Can you explain this? He doesn't want to hear that shit. He doesn't want to see it. He needs to be in safe interview places, safe spots. And God bless you, Jeremy. I I hope you get him again. But I don't see that happening now. And me and Tom joke that he's sitting there going himself, biting his teeth, probably going, I'm never fucking talking to this guy again. (laughs) Add it to the Paul Stanley blacklist. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yep. Eddie Trunk. (laughs) Jeremy White. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Yep. 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 I, I hope I'm wrong, Jeremy. I do. Me, me, me too. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Anyway, uh, in addition to that, Tom, our good buddy Gene's in the news. Rock is dead. And you, the fan, killed it. It was which, murder. Which is no, why I spend was. my time with cryptocurrency. Yeah. Stockbroker Simmons is back. Murder <laughs> in high heels. No, <laughs> Rock is dead because you murder it with that song. No. Oh, come but, on. But he's all over the news. Good buddy Stuart jumps all over it. This is nonsense. Rock isn't dead. It's not. They're like, dude, aren't you the one screaming to the clouds that Jesus Grammys? Why aren't you playing rock? So aren't you proving his case that he is right? Rock is dead. Look, I'm I'm with Gene on this stuff. And and in some sense, right now, rock is fucking hanging on by a thread. But you can't use what you're talking about. The music artists, the fans stole and shared music well they did that to hip-hop and pop music so why isn't that dead right 
I've had yeah. this thing and I wish we can do an episode on this sometimes else, maybe a live stream about this stuff uh, off topic on this. I get into it all the time. You had classic rock and you had hair metal. That was the hard rock era. You had that rock and then hair metal. Then grunge comes in, kills hair metal. Then grunge dies. Now you got nobody but classic rock. Nothing came in to fill that void. Right. So now you just got the classic rock bands. And some new bands are starting to come in, but by the time those new bands come in, us old-timers, most of us aren't like you, Tom, giving the new people a chance. We're like, why am I going to listen to this shit? I don't even know. Like, I'm not 19 or 20 years old going to clubs. Just go put on fucking Zeppelin. Go put on Kiss. Put on the shit that I want to hear. I don't want to fucking hear that stuff. And that's what ends up happening. Why am I going to listen to a podcast about some new band that I have to take the time to like? Or I can hear a podcast talking about Queen or podcast talking about Pink Floyd or whatever else I like. Yeah, that's the problem with saying rock is dead. It's 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 dead in the aspect of it takes effort to find it. It, it's it, it's not easily consumable. You have to put in time and effort. And like you said, we're older guys with busy lives. It's it's sometimes hard to be like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to open up Spotify or I'm going to open up Apple Music and see what's new. Like I, I like I said, on, on our on our recent album review crew, we did Hailstorm. Terrific album. We all loved it. The only reason I know about these bands is because of satellite radio. I, I, I would, I would have, uh, there's no other way for, for me personally, if there is, uh, tell me, there's no other way for me to hear these bands or to even learn about them. And so if Gene is saying rock is dead, I'll, I'll agree with him on that. It's dead, meaning it's not pushed out into the public on the radio like it used to be. And if it is, it's hard to, it's hard to find it. It's piece of the pie is fucking extremely diminished. Oh Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's not on American Music Awards. It's not on fucking Billboard Awards. It's not on the Grammys. Rock is fucking minimal, except for the Foo Fighters. Everybody's champion of like, okay, well, put the Foo Fighters on. Yeah, there's nothing else out there that can get anybody. Well, the Foo Fighters got a number one album. They, they yeah, okay, a band that came out in the '90s. You proved my point. So there's nothing else there right now. And until that comes up, and that's up to the younger generation to get it. Now, I can see Gene saying when I said to you, well, what about hip-hop and stuff? Well, hip-hop and pop are more about singles than albums. But people still buy albums from these artists. Oh, yeah. If you go look at artists in the Diamond Records or who sold the most over 100 million records or things like that, you're going to find like Rihanna and all these other people. Those are pop artists. Okay, an artist that I'm like, this fucking idiot has got that many Drake or other people like, who the fuck is this shit? It's also two albums. Yeah, it's also two very image driven, too. And right now the image is the pop image, the hip hop style, all that stuff. Nobody's dressing a lot. of, And if you do, you're considered, quote unquote, the outcast. Nobody a lot. of You don't see a lot of kids wearing black T-shirts or jeans and boots. And if you do see people wearing rock T-shirts, they're getting them at. Coles or Target, which is fine. That's not a big deal. But a lot of them are wearing them for the fashion aspect of them. They're like, oh, yeah, look at this Zeppelin, the swan song logo. That's great. Can you name one fucking Zeppelin song? Or are you just wearing that because it's like the cool thing to wear? Name a Nirvana song, not on Nevermind. Yeah, exactly. You know, so the other part to that is, Tom, that I do agree with Gene when he says grunge killed the rock star. I agree. Everybody was 
dumbing it down. Oh, no, I don't want to look like I fucking, it's pretentious. You're a poser. Well, then in the meantime, all the pop stars and hip hop stars are like, fuck you, look at me. Uh, and then everyone's like, yeah, I want to be like this guy. Look at this guy. He's fucking in the limo. He's got the girls. He's flashing his gold. He's flashing women. He's flashing money. Yep. Meanwhile, fucking the other guys are wearing grandpa sweaters and, you know, dressing like they, they, they're they sleeping outside. Not, never and, mind, like, filling yeah, up the stadium. And staring at the floor while they sing. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as that music died, where did the other rock stars come up? Who's mm-hmm. the new fucking Axl Rose that people are interested in want to get to know or is fucking dangerous or cool? Guess what? They're all pop stars. They're not then, rock stars. And then I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of this band, but then you got a band like Greta Van Fleet come out and everyone's like, ah, Zeppelin ripoff, Zeppelin clone. They sound like Zeppelin. So it's yeah. like, okay, you get a new band that comes out that's a rock band that has a classic rock style and you immediately dismiss them as crap because they sound like Led Zeppelin. Yes, they do sound like Led Zeppelin, but they do have some good original material. But now Greta Van, Greta Van Fleet comes on the scene. Everyone's like, that's a fucking Zeppelin cover band. Be like, oh, Tom, oh, but Warren's still around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, their ninth album. I just asked Steve. <laughs> Anyways, oh, yeah, that's but, off the tangent. The last yeah. thing I want to bring up in the Kiss news: uh, apparently, Tom uh, Tommy Thayer found a daughter that he didn't know yep. he had. Yep. And all I can think of is that episode on Law and Order where the mom turns back. You haven't just been sleeping with my child; you've been sleeping with your own daughter. Oh Cause, God! Because his daughter is pretty cute. She's she's, like, I, she's hot. Sorry, yeah, she's like ah. We just connected a year ago. How did you connect? Oh, man. <laughs> it wasn't like anything bad, but good for him. Good for you, Tommy. I hope that works out well. And that's nice to see the kiss seeds continue. Yeah, no, it was cool. That was a, it was a cool, it was a good story. And uh, yeah. yeah, his daughter is hot. <laughs> and have you ever heard anything negative about Tommy? Seems like such a nice guy. Never. Nope. Nope. Yeah. And he puts up with more shit. So, Tom, this week, we're talking about Kiss Album Madness Tournament. It's that time of year. Yep. We got a uh, fun topic. We're going to break down the this uh, this year's topic and the bracket in general and see, uh, see what we got going forward. Yeah. Don't forget, anytime you talk about the Kiss Album Madness, I'm bringing this to your attention now. Make sure you tag us. Make sure you use the hashtag. Kiss album madness. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. We are adding tournament to that would be too long. We don't want to get into that stuff. So kiss album madness is the hashtag and tag S I O loudcast on Twitter. You'll see it. We'll be posting it up enough, but just remember that we'll be making that a running theme throughout the weeks about tagging and using the hashtag. So Tom, we came up with this. This is our third effort. Do you remember how we started talking about this and doing this stuff and how we got there to now? Yeah, back in the uh, early beginnings of 2019, uh, when we were kind of first started this show, just in general, it's March Madness. It's bracket. Everything's brackets, brackets, brackets. So like, okay, we're a new up- upcoming podcast at that time. You know, we hadn't had too many episodes. We said... What's a great way to build the show and engage with the KISS fans? Let's do a KISS bracket tournament. And we started off with the Makeup Madness. 64 makeup songs. We did polls. 
It was fucking amazing. It was awesome. Great time. So the one thing that I remember when we always started this, we wanted to incorporate what we have, and that is a big sports background. Mm -hmm. So that's why when we started the podcast, you got the kiss drafts. Sometimes we do the kiss games. Yep. But, and then we thought of like, let's do a kiss March madness. These are stupid things that we would think of before we even started our podcast. Oh yeah. So obviously we did the first one. Let's do it on makeup. We went to the second year where that's pretty simple. Let's do non-makeup. Mm-hmm. Now we're on the third. We have plenty of ideas we could do. We could do a mix of the two. We could do just deep cuts. We could do just the seventies. We could do just the eighties. We could do the not whatever. We have mm-hmm. plenty of uh, ways to come up with it, but let's do albums. And the hard part about this, when we're like, let's do albums. Yeah, that'd be great. Find out what the best kiss album is according to our listeners and followers online. The only thing that came up, we're like, well, off the bat, we're like, wait a minute. They're not 64 albums. But then we're like, okay, well, let's add everybody's solo efforts or KISS members' efforts outside of KISS. Okay, we're, we're getting there. Now we're getting up to 64. Now we realize, oh, shit, we're a little bit over. Wait a minute. Do we want to add compilations or live albums? Of course we do. We want to know at some point whether Alive is better than Alive 2 or is uh, Alive better than Destroyer or... Whose solo album lasts the longest? Or mm-hmm. what about Ace's work outside of Kiss? Is it better than any Kiss material? What about Unplugged? What about do- Double Platinum? All these things came up and we're like, okay, here we go. And we realized, yeah, we can do 64. Now, how we got to the albums in which, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so we so we took a, the majority of this is Kiss albums. And, and like Zeus mentioned, it, it incorporates studio albums, uh, some compilations, and some live albums. But then we we wanted to pay tribute to the entire history of the band. So rounding out the the tournament of '64 is all the all the bands that were in the Kiss family tree, either before or after Kiss. So we got stuff from Bruce Kulick. You know, we got Audio Dog, BK3. We got stuff for Eric Singer with the Eric Singer project, Badlands. We got tons of Ace stuff after he left the band. Aces have got a huge discography post-Kiss. We got some of the stuff from Gene Simmons, like Asshole, Live to Win from Paul Stanley. You know, the Peter Chris stuff, Catman, Out of Control. Uh, we even represented Mark St. John with his with his, his efforts with White Tiger, Black and Blue with Tommy Thayer. We put everything together here. We seeded things based on what general consensus would would assume the seating would be for a tournament like this uh we know that some albums will get smoked in the first round we know that but that happens in every tournament we thought that this was really interesting because you know you don't get to see pretty much every major album in the kiss discography combined with all of the solo material and i forgot the two eric carr albums rockology and unfinished business are in here the vinnie vincent albums we're gonna go through it all but uh we had a lot of fun putting this together the seeding is always the challenging part and then matching them up and putting them in brackets. Uh, but we think you guys are going to have a blast. We had a blast, put it together and we're excited to participate in it ourselves. Every ACE album and every Peter album is in here. We even put Chelsea Peter's album before kiss. Yep. Okay. We even put wicked Lester in here. So ACE and Peter, because their founding members have every album in there. Then if you go to the rest of the members, 
Eric Carr's got two representations. Vinnie Vincent's got two as well. Then you go, Mark St. John has his one, White Tiger. We're not going further than that. I don't even know if he has anything further than that. And then we go into Bruce. We put a couple different Bruce uh, groups. We did, yep. uh, I believe, we did Union. We did BK3. Mm-hmm. We did we did Audio Dog. And then we get to Eric Singer. Eric Singer, he's got the ESP album. He's mm-hmm. got... Um, Badlands album Then you got Tommy Thayer We got two black and blue albums So everybody's represented on here uh, You got Paul's solo album Obviously Gene's solo album as well And we seeded these things Based upon what we think most people would agree on Not what we would think This is just general And this is my favorite thing We came up with As every year I love this part We yep. come up with the four Bracket names I believe we did The first year we broke them down by the uh, Members the demon Catman Star child and spaceman Last year I think we did By non makeup members right Correct we had a Bruce Kulik bracket An Eric Singer bracket Yep Yeah. A Vinnie, a Vinnie like, Vincent bracket Yep. Yeah and then This year we came up With oh we're doing albums Let's go producers Mm-hmm. So it's got to be someone that's rep- that's done more than one album. So if we think of the biggest four producers in the Kiss catalog, I think these are the four. Bob Ezrin, Eddie Kramer, Michael James Jackson, and Vinnie Pontia. You got Ezrin with the three. You got Destroyer. You got The Elder. And you got Revenge. Eddie Kramer's got the Alive albums. And he's got Rock and Roll Over and Love Gun. Yep. You got Michael James Jackson with Killers. He's did Creatures of the Night, and he mm-hmm. did Lick It Up. And he kind of did a little bit of Animalizer as well. Yep. But, and then you got Vinnie Pontio, who's on Peter Chris's solo album. He did Dynasty, and he did Unmasked. All of them, if you think about it, a little technically different. Vinnie Pontia, the popish, disco-ish, lighter side of Kiss. Eddie Kramer, the hard-rocking era. Bob Ezrin, the more artistic and polished and you got Michael James Jackson the fucking more heavier side of kiss mhm right absolutely yep no and that's the and, and that adds to the kind of like to the excitement and the creativity of these brackets Nate, we we spend a lot of time on this because we're passionate about this kind of stuff and we want you guys to be passionate about it because the more people that are involved the more votes and it makes the the results that much more you know exciting. I mean, last year Tears Are Falling won the the tournament, the non makeup madness, and we had almost a thousand votes on that championship battle, which was pretty awesome. And this year we're aiming for more. Do you and, remember and who we, won the first year, Tom? The first year it was Detroit Rock City beat Deuce in the championship for the makeup yeah, madness. We, yep, we called that. Yep. And so, and then Tears won it last year. I think Mark Volmering won the first year in the tournament. Yep. Last year, Gary Cap, <clears throat> uh, mine won, but yeah. I kind of, I did the uh, the old, I know what you guys are going to pick. So as listeners, Gary won. This year, we're going to pre- make our predictions now. Obviously, pick whatever you want. And once again, we will state, you can do two. You don't have to do one. If you want, pick one that you want with your heart. If you want to do another one where you... Want to pick with your head? Go right ahead. Exactly. Up to you. 
Yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's like any other bracket. You can pick who you think is going to win if you if you care about points or if you care about winning. Some people pick this based on their personal preference and who they like who they want. So like you can you could submit these two of them. You could do one. You could do whatever you want. And 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 one thing that I think is unique about our brackets is that we do encourage you guys to fill out the brackets and send them to us rather than just rely on those Twitter polls, which are obviously great. So we encourage you guys to take the time, print this out when you see it posted on social media, fill it out, take a screenshot of it. Like Zeus said, tag us on Twitter. Uh, if you don't want anybody else to see it, you could DM it or the most private way would be to email it to us. And, uh, you know, we will be scoring them. And, uh, you know, the big grand prize winner will have uh, will will be announced. The, the point scoring is you know pretty standard the way we do that. We'll break that down eventually, too. But, um, yeah, it, it, it should be good. So one of the things I want to mention is we also would like you to send us these or post them online. Yeah. So to send them to us, we always say our email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. You can post these on our Facebook page or our shout it out loudcasters group page. Okay. Don't put it on some secluded place and be like, oh, I did it. Put it so we can see it. Our Facebook page, our loudcasters page, you can put it on Twitter or you can email it to us. We will have a grand prize winner. And usually we get Ed and Ed will be sponsoring something for us and have an awards. And we'll mention it as the, as the uh, tournament gets underway, we'll have it up and presented for you guys. We're just talking with Ed now to figure, finalize it. So let's uh, let's get this stuff interactive. Let's get social media going. Remember to post these stuff. The more you post, the more the conversation goes, the more viral this will go. And remember to tag us. Okay, tag our our loudcast uh, Twitter account and then also hashtag Kiss Album Madness. Let's get this thing viral. Okay, so Mm -hmm. let's do what we normally do in these episodes. Tom, we're going to give a little preview. Why don't we take a look at the first bracket top left? Bob Ezrin. Okay. Start analysis first. Sure. So let, the first thing that we'll, before we break, get into exactly Bob Ezrin, just one, one quick comment overall is that whenever anybody looks at a bracket, the first thing they look at is the number one seeds. Okay. The number one seeds for this one was a little bit, I don't want to say easy, but look, we knew Destroy was going to be a number one seed. We knew Alive was going to be a number one seed. Then we got, we got a little creative. We put Love Gun as a number one seed. And eh, maybe, maybe I pushed a little bit harder for that one. And then ACE freely 78 solo as a number one seed. Neither of us would thought to put this in number one. This is both of us thinking you guys from the comments over the years uh, amongst kiss fans would have this as a number one seed. Yep. Okay. So to us, the first uh, to me, I think destroy and alive are the two number one real seeds. No doubt. Love Gun can easily be in there. It could also be a two. Ace, I think, Tommy was against this, but I thought that Ace would be more so a number one versus anything else. And here's why. I look at it as it's not going to be harder than hell and dress to kill. 
Those ones, people throw them up all the time, different ones. Different people have different theories about it. But there's no consensus that everyone's like, oh, this is definitely their best album. Then you go to the other ones. A lot of people like Rock and Roll Over for its, you know, consistency. But it doesn't have that outright love that I hear people give the Ace album. Yep. After the solo albums, you're getting into mm, the other one we were thinking about maybe would be Alive 2. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and then after that, I don't believe there might be eh, maybe Creatures. I don't believe anything else would have been a number one seed, Tom, after no, that. Not at all. Nope. Nope. So we so we stuck with this. So that being said, like we'll back up to what Zoo said, looking at the Bob Ezrin bracket. So to yep. me, first glance, this is the least stressful bracket for me personally. We'll get into that as we approach the other four brackets. So you got Destroyer number one, Kiss uh, debut number two, Paul Stanley solo as the three, double platinum as the four, Asylum five, Hot in the Shades six, the Millennium Concert seven, Carnival of Souls eight, Alive Four Symphony nine. Ace Freely Trouble Walking at 10, Eric Carr Rockology at 11, Gene Simmons Asshole at 12, Peter Chris Let Me Rock You at 13, Ace Freely Spaceman at 14, Ace Freely Origins Volume 2 at 15, and then Peter Chris Cat Number 1 at 16. I think we went with the philosophy the newer it is, the less of the ranking. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So if pretty- it's a Peter Chris solo album in the 80s, it's still going to get a higher rank than an Ace album in the 2000s. Right. That's how I looked at it. That's what I thought we came up with. Obviously, we think Destroyer should get by cat number one at yeah. 16, right? Yep. What I always look for is that, like the next one Carnival Souls versus Alive Fool 4. Both of those are polarizing in some sense, right? Both people have, are very, like, I know where I'm going, but there's a lot of people are like, God, God, both of those are terrible. Hot in the Shade versus Rockology. People love Eric Carr. And people, and hate, of, hot, and people yeah. hate Hot in the Shade. So maybe out of love, they'll give it to Eric on yep. that one. Yep. Um, looking forward, you know, you got Millennium Concert. Remember, people, the Millennium Concert was the original band. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's a live album, but people really like Trouble Walking. That's interesting. Does that beat a live album? People might not know the difference of what the hell's a millennium concert. So yep. remember, this is Twitter. This isn't just fanatic uh KISS fans. You're gonna get some stragglers. They're people that follow us are, you know, they like KISS, but they may not be fanatics like we are so they might be like i don't know that but i know trouble walking i'm voting for that i think an intriguing matchup looking ahead into this bracket yeah and maybe it's just kind of wishful thinking you know for some drama is that if you if if you think now asylum is a five double platinum is a four that's going to be an interesting matchup okay but let's get there if if it it gets if, if it gets there let's just say that moving ahead that asylum beats out double platinum which i again nobody knows i think asylum going up against destroyer gets destroyed (laughs) 
it, it's going to depend on who votes. I don't, I don't think asylum is going to win. I'm just saying. I think it's going to get fucking killed. Here's how I look at it. The interesting part in this poll, Tom, in this bracket, two, there's three ones that I'm going to be. Actually, I take it back. Four that I'm looking into. Carnival Souls versus Alive 4. Okay? Yep. Then the other one is going to be Kiss versus Paul Stanley. Yes, I was looking at that too. Okay? Yep. Then you said it. Asylum versus D- Destroyer. Ah, uh, I still think Destroyer win. But the winner between Kiss and Paul Stanley up against Destroyer. Does Destroyer have fatigue? Again, we say this all the time. It depends on who. It depends on the voting population. A lot of people just know Dest- Destroyer is like Led Zeppelin four to a lot of people that don't know Kiss albums. So like, ah, Destroyer. That's the best. That's gotta gotta go with Destroyer. You yeah. know, Paul Stanley is a Kiss fan favorite. That's yep. not. People who people want Kiss fans don't know that album, so does that's that, gonna be yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Beat Kiss, and then what if Kiss goes up against Destroyer? If that beats Paul Stanley, Paul Stanley's not beating Destroyer, but Kiss debut if it beats Paul Stanley might have a chance against Destroyer. And here's the thing, and you know, not this is not breaking any news, but we noticed this last year. The more competitive that these battles are. The more activity, the more retweets, the more votes, the more comments. So if you see a Destroyer versus Kiss showdown, that's going to be fucking awesome. And the thing I like about this, too, is the way we created these brackets. You could destroy, could go up against Kiss for the championship. We're like, no, 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 no. We're going to make this hard. Only one of those can come out of this bracket. And if you think this bracket is hard, holy fuck. The next one is a nightmare for me. Yeah. So where do you want to go next? I say we go across over to the right for Eddie Kramer. Yep. Yep. I was thinking the same thing, which is my worst nightmare of a bracket. Yep. So you want to say what's in this one? You want to read the rankings? Sure. So this is the Eddie Kramer bracket. Top right. Love gun. Number one. Alive two. Number two. Oh, God. Number three. Harder than hell. Number four. MTV unplugged. Number five. Killers. Six. Crazy nights. Seven. Gene Simmons solo album, eight psycho circus, nine kiss rocks, Vegas, 10 Paul Stanley live to win 11 Ace freely second sighting 12 Vinnie Vincent invasion debut album, 13 Eric Carr unfinished business, 14 Ace freely anomaly, 15 Peter Chris one for all 16 white tiger. Wow. Yeah. So, Looking at this one, Love Gun to me is the shakiest, maybe number one on here. Yes, agreed. So, yep. looking at the the battles, I like. You know, there are some fanatic Vinnie Vincent fans. Vinnie Vincent maybe beats the compilation killers. No way. Nope. I don't know. Nope. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't see that happening. I don't know. I, I tell you, looking ahead in, uh, in that in the sub bracket, you said Love Gun is the shakiest number one. It, it, if it if it shakes out where Love Gun goes up against MTV Unplugged, Love Gun might lose. Yeah. So you got that battle kind of looming, foreshadowing there, right? Yeah. Then you've got some other really good ones. Okay. Yep. How about Paul's Live to Win versus Gene's solo album? Yep. 
do people sit there and go, okay, Live to Win's a better album, but fuck it. That's Gene with makeup. Exactly. That's going to be right? the determining. Yeah, that's going to be the determining factor. Yep. Then you've got another one that I look at down the line. I think Alive 2 is just going to go all the way to the, the part. It's going to hit up against Hotter Than Hell. I have a soft spot for that. I don't know where it's going. We haven't done Hotter Than Hell. No. So I don't know where. And there hasn't been. There's never really that much fanatics about it. But there's. It could be a sleeper. Hotter think- Than Hell versus Alive 2. And versus Love Gun, those three. I don't know, Tom. Yeah, I think the thing about I oh, think the thing. And, oh, excuse me. Yeah, I take it back. In MTV Unplugged. Yeah, this is a this is a really brutal bracket for me because this has some of my all. I mean, this is some of my all time favorite albums right together in the same bracket. And coming out of this, it's going to be tough to see. It's going to be tough for a studio album to beat out a compilation or a live album, depending on that studio album. What I mean by that is in reference to what you said about if, if hotter than hell were to go up against a live two, I think a live two is going to crush it just because it's a compilation with songs from three different albums plus original material. So that, that those are going to be tough. I I think these matchups are going to be brutal. You know, obviously the early matchups are the ones that are the most predictable. And that goes with any sporting event. If you're looking at the NCAA March madness, the first round is, is pretty much, predicted by seeding you start to get creative as you move forward obviously no breaking news that's how brackets work but i think that one's going to be a tough one i always am interested in seeing the percentage yes if somebody just blow it away 95 percent to five something crazy right well i i think if you saw something getting destroyed no pun intended i think across the board at bob ezrin with destroyer going up against cat number one um (laughs) I feel bad for Peter Chris, but there might be people out there who are just like, I, I'm so sick of destroy. I'm going to vote for Peter. Cause I love him, you know? Yeah. But uh, love I, gun versus white tiger. It's not going to be much better. And I think the people that vote for white tiger, are, cause I don't think we've never, nothing's going to be a hundred percent to 0%. I, I, that's not going to happen. Uh, but, it, but the percentages will be interesting. All right. Want to move over to uh Vinnie Poncia? Let's go to Vinny. Okay. So number one, Kiss Alive. Number two, Rock and Roll Over. Number three, Dress to Kill. Number four, Dynasty. Number five, Unmasked. Oh, this bracket is fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, man. Number six, Animalize. Seven, Peter Chris Solo. Eight, You Wanted the Best. Nine, Monster. Ten, Freely's Comet. Eleven, Badlands. Twelve, Soul Station. Yes, it's in here. 13, Peter Chris out of control. 14, Ace Freely Space Invader. 15, ESP, the Eric Singer Project. And 16, Black and Blue, Nasty, Nasty. Let me tell you right now, these top five seeds, brutal. That's fucking brutal. Yeah. So, <laughs> Unmasked versus Soul Station. A pop album versus a, a, an R&B soul act. That might uh, that might that might end up being like a presidential election. Who do you hate more and then vote <laughs> the other way? <laughs> you got a point there. Yep. But so let's move this thing further and look in advance. You're gonna end up with dress to kill most likely against rock and roll over. Brutal. 
right? Yep. That's going to be fucking brutal. I mean, that I could be like that could be like a championship matchup for Christ's sake. And the other one I like is Unmasked will go up against Dynasty most likely. Yep. That's going to be a great one. Good matchups here. Yeah, this bracket's going to be going to be awesome. But can anything knock off Alive? The the, the live albums are going to be tough. Well, Alive would have to go up against Dynasty or Unmasked winner. I think it's better served that I think Alive is more likely and it should have the easier path because it's the number one seed to yep. get to the finals versus the winner of Rock and Roll Over and Dress to Kill. It'll be interesting to see Dress to Kill and Rock and Roll Over. That battle, I, I still think Alive is favorite to go all the way to the final four. Oh, yeah. If, 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 if there's any, any shot, it's going to have to be the rock and roll over fans are going to have to come out in droves to knock off alive. Cause you're talking two different, you get the first three with alive and then rock and roll over is from that second wave. Where are people going to go with that? Can, can it, can a live album be knocked off by a studio album? It's going to be good. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things, you know, Oh, fucking kiss alive. Oh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Right? It's yeah. true. So, you know, and then I'm uh, interested too, and then, then I'm interested too, in something like, People fucking love the Badlands album. Are people going to be like, ah, dude, Animalize is terrible. There's so many shitty songs on that. I love Badlands, a kick-ass rock album. Like, does Badlands have a shot at doing any damage against Animalize? I I don't think so, but. Not enough to beat the sheep. Yeah, I <laughs> think you're sorry, right. Tom. No, no, I agree. I, I, I know how they're all. I, I, that's how I got it last year. I think they're all going to be like, oh, I don't care, Badlands. I'm going to Animalize. Yeah. I'm going Kiss out studio album or all, all the way, all the way. Yep. So, yep. Let's uh let's jump on over. All right. Michael so we got Ma- James Jackson. Yeah. This is the uh Bruce Kulik bracket here. All right, number one, Ace Freely 78 solo. Number two, Creatures of the Night. Number three, Revenge. Number four, Lick It Up. Five, Alive Three. Six, Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. Seven, The Elder. Eight Sonic Boom, nine Wicked Lester, ten Vinnie Vincent Invasion, all systems go, eleven Bruce Kulick BK three, twelve Union featuring Bruce Kulick, thirteen Black and Blue, self titled, fourteen Ace Freely Origins Volume One, fifteen Chelsea with Peter Chris, and sixteen Audio Dog with Bruce Kulick. Wow, yep. Uh, what, again, what are, you, what are you looking at here? I, I so I I look at Ace number one. I see a. I, I'm interested to see Sonic Boom and Wicked Lester kiss at the end, kiss at the beginning. Exactly. W- yep. Who do people prefer? I I yep. think that's a fun one. Yep. I look at Ace probably has a, a pretty smooth sailing up until I think he'll have to go up against lick it up because I think lick it up will beat alive three in the end. I, I do too. Yes, I do. too. And then ACE versus lick it up. I know where I'm going. I just, I'm curious to everyone else. I think ACE will take it, but then you've got revenge yep. all the way against creatures. The two heavy fucking critic kiss fan favorites. That was done with a little bit. Let's put those up against each other. Yeah, and some of these are stuff that we kind of wanted to see go up against each other. So we managed to get revenge going up against creatures. That'll be fun and interesting. Yeah. And then those those two, 
uh, with Lick It Up and Ace. You know, you can throw in a live three that could be a favorite. See how it goes. Uh, one other one that I like in here. What about The Elder? I know people hate that. We love All Systems Go. Oh, my love. God. Absolutely. Yep. So that should have been a higher ranking, in my opinion, but it is what it is at number 10. Yep. It goes up against The Elder. We'll see how that goes. So, Tom, I see an eventual revenge creatures of the night versus lick it up ace Fraley. who comes out of this i have no idea if anything's to take down ace my thinking would be creatures as much as revenge is loved it's still non-makeup yeah i i i think this is going to be a battle with that with, with that th- that group of four lick it up <sighs> yeah lick it up is a four seed lick it up can knock off ace freely because there's a lot of people out there that, that love it. They think it's the greatest kiss album, the greatest solo album. Then there's a lot of people like us that think maybe it's not the greatest. And people think lick it up, lick it up. No, no ace ace. Oh, 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 okay. I gotcha. Gotcha. I apologize, but lick it up going up against ace. I I, I don't, this, this to me, I think this is the bracket that probably has the most drama. In terms of, like you said, can Creatures of the Night knock off Revenge? If so, can it continue on down the line and knock off Ace? Can Ace even make it that far? Can it can it beat Lick It Up? Uh, uh, this is going to be a tough one. I love All Systems Go. Unfortunately, it's going to get destroyed. It, it might, it, it may, it may beat The Elder. It may beat The Elder, but I doubt it because Kiss makeup albums and The Elder have a, has a passionate fan base. Uh, Wait a minute, but- you don't you don't think Peter Chris's Chelsea can beat Creatures? That may be, if we're going to get 100% to 0%, that might be the closest shot at getting that. How many people are going to write under the bracket? What's what Chelsea? The fuck, what the fuck is Chelsea? That's exactly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I we'll agree. We'll get some of that. We'll get what the fuck is uh, audio dog? What is unfinished business? What yep. is, you know, some of these uh, ESP? We'll get some of that shit. Yeah, um, but we what we wanted to we wanted to pay respect to every every member past past and present by putting them in there. Whether or not they get a shot, we wanted to represent them, and if anything, just to get a conversation going. Yeah. So, Tom, I look at this. My thinking, if I would had to guess, is a d- destroyer alive final four on one side with an alive two versus ace. You think Ace will survive that bracket? Fucking people love him. They love him. So I, I'm just, I'm guessing right now. I mean, I haven't filled out my brackets or anything like that. So I would say Destroyer versus Alive versus, uh, what did I say? Ace. And what was the other one? Uh, alive 2. And then I figure it, it might come down to Alive versus Alive 2. And then Alive will win. I think that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be a live one versus live two. It's just, it was just like deuce versus Detroit rock city. Sometimes the championship games are the most anticlimactic, but the ride to get there is what's exciting. I would really like when deuce went up against Detroit rock city, I knew Detroit rock city was going to win. And last year we had the championship and the non makeup was lick it up versus tears of falling. I pretty much knew that tears of falling was going to win. This year, I'll be honest with you. Yes, if I'm a betting man, I would put my money on a live. But if it is a live versus a live two, 
I don't think it's going to be that big of a beatdown. I think that is going to split the Kiss Army right in half. Alive is probably going to win, but I think that may be the the closest championship match that we've had, if it's that. I will tell you this, uh, and we haven't had these discussions. We haven't done album reviews of Alive and Alive 2. Right. The songs, when I got back into Kiss, I'm like looking at both of them like, why is Alive so popular? Mm-hmm. I think I heard rock and roll all night, but as like uh, getting back into Kiss, not remembering a lot of the stuff, I'm like, I know all these songs from Alive too. What are these songs from Alive One? Me too. I think I remembered Strutter from Double Platinum. Yep. But I'm like, I don't really remember any of these songs. I grew up with Alive too, not too. Alive. So I think it depends on your age bracket where you might go on this. Totally. I, 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 it definitely depends on your age bracket. And I think the one secret weapon that alive two has, if it's got a shot at beating alive is that side four original material. People love rocket ride and all American man and larger than life. They love those and they're not anywhere else, but on alive two. So that could be the tipping point. If it's going to happen, I don't know. Maybe it's the Dave Clark five that they really love. You know? <laughs> it could right? be, could but be. It's going to be interesting again. And I say this a lot, but please remember to tag us online. Remember to use the hashtag kiss album madness. And there will be a prize for the winner. And we tally the points like we've done in the years past. It's the same system we use. So for the first round, I believe we use uh, one and then we duplicate it every round, I believe, till we get to the final so that you get more points if you select uh, the higher rounds simply because it's not as easy to get those. Right. It's it's easier to pick the winner between friggin love gun and white tiger. Right. So you're not going to get as many points as you would on the Elite Eight pick. Yep. So that's how we'll do it, and we'll have the winner, and we'll announce the winner. We'll do it like we normally do all the time. We'll probably try to post some of our podcast brethren and celebrities that do the podcast, uh, do the tournament poll with us. We'll try to post those up and see how we're doing on the brackets and keep you guys informed. We did that last year a little mm-hmm. bit. Yep. We'll see how we do with that. Hopefully, some of you guys will uh, get involved and spread it out and tag and retweet and send it out and get this thing going even more vile than last year. Last year, I mean, we started with the first year we did it. We just started a podcast in January. In March, we still got over 100 or so entries. Mm-hmm. Last year and our second year, we had hundreds of them. Yep. I was overwhelmed. I don't know. Maybe we'll be right back at a hundred. Uh, yeah. But maybe we'll get up to a thousand or maybe more. I don't know what we're gonna get. But let's make this thing go viral. Let's spread it out there and uh remember to tag and use the hashtag. Yep, and it's gonna be great. The polls are gonna start on Thursday, the eighteenth. Uh we get we do each each round goes for forty eight hours. So that first weekend, it's just going to be like that first weekend of March Madness. You're going to be inundated with polls all weekend. It's going to be awesome. Day one will be the first round of Bob Ezrin. Day two will be the first round of Eddie Kramer, and et cetera, et cetera. There's going to be polls over polls over polls. It's going to be great. 
and we want you guys to retweet, comment, share. Just we love Kiss. That's why we do this show. That's why you guys listen to the show. And every year we look forward to this to find a different way to celebrate Kiss. This year, it's the albums, and we can't wait to see where it takes us. One other thing. For those of us overseas, for those of us who are not familiar with how tournament brackets and things go, ask. Yep. Get involved. Don't miss out. Try to get this in before the polls start. That's the other thing. Yep. Good point. We Sometimes people are like, oh, I'll send it into you. Okay. You can play along. Maybe you didn't watch what the poll entries were in the first round, but then you shouldn't be eligible to win the prize. You're not. Right. Yeah. So try to get it in on time. Mm-hmm. The more you get it in on time, the more fun it is. And let's get this thing going. It's going to be hilarious watching people lose their shit when fucking Vinnie Vincent Invasion album beats Unplugged or something like that. Yep. Right? Yep. It, it is going to be a lot of fun. Let's move this thing uh, and get it viral. And remember the hashtag and remember to tag us. I'll keep saying it. Yep. And one other thing too that we that we changed up this year to increase the exposure and to get people really excited about it is we're dropping the brackets earlier. So by the time you hear this, the bracket will have already been out for two days. In the past, we usually drop the bracket with the episode, but we decided it's our third year. Thankfully to you guys, we got a little bit we got more listeners. There's a little bit more of, of, of involvement here. Let's drop the brackets early so you guys have a chance to review them, study them, fill them out, send them in, and it'll and that way it'll allow it to spread so that by the time those polls go active next week, we're gonna have a ton of people anticipate when they drop. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh this is a fun, fun time for us. Yep. And we do this because we love KISS and we love you guys and we love having these tournaments every year so when this thing goes live we hope that you guys understand when you play this episode send it into us make it public i don't want to hear somebody say yeah yeah i won here's my bracket well did you send it into us did we see it you gotta send it into us and so you can email it to us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. It's going to be on the top of the bracket. Tom does that. Okay. Yep. So yep. in addition to that, one other thing we're going to do differently this year, Tom, we are not going to put in the seating. The seating is done prior and it's going to be on the sheet, but online voting, we're not going to put the seating. Yep. So you're not going to see destroyer number one versus Cat number 116, you won't know. I I mean, we've had this discussion. I think so. I think you believe that as well. I think seeding is for the lazy people online. Just click. Oh, that's a that's a nine, that's a 10. I'm picking the nine. Yep. And that's I, why, and and that's why the people that fill out the brackets, you'll obviously know the seeding. But we're not we're not stupid. We know that a lot of people through comments and retweets, they come across the polls. They might not be involved with the show and they might not be filling out a bracket. So we know there's some psychological warfare to it, to putting the seating in there. Zeus just mentioned it. Oh, seven, 10. I got to vote for the seven. So for the people that aren't filling out the brackets or for the people that aren't really paying attention to it when they, they see the poll. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to vote. Oh, okay. Hot in the shade versus rockology. Oh, okay. Oh, hot in the shade. Okay. Whatever. 
But if you see another one where it's like Psycho Circus, Kiss Rocks Vegas, I mean, that's an eight and a nine. So it's not that big of a deal. But you, I mean, you know what I mean? We're going to keep, we're going to keep that out so that it's just a blind vote and it's, there's no swaying based on the seating. Yes. 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 So guys, we're looking forward to this. We hope you guys uh, are excited as much as we are. We think this one's going to kick ass. Can't wait to see what you guys do. So remember in the next couple of weeks, while we're doing our next few episodes, we will be discussing the, the polls and bringing it up. And we're certainly going to be doing this online. Make this stuff go viral. Don't forget to tag us. And don't forget the hashtag Kiss Album Madness. Absolutely. Yep. It's going to get started soon. So get ready, people. Yeah. And people, lastly, I'll leave you with again. I will say it. If you have questions, not sure how this works, ask us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ask us. Okay, it, it, I know we have some people that are from Australia or in Europe that don't have any idea about how the madness tournament works or March Madness or tournaments, basketball. Just ask. We're happy to help. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Tom, what we do next is this. Hi, this is Ed Spansberg of ClickTeaShop.com, and for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTeaShop.com. At ClickTeaShop, you can find lots of Kiss-inspired t-shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week. So the question comes from previously mentioned David Clark's email, and he says, here's my question. I would have loved to have seen the plasmatics open for kiss. I've seen kiss seven or eight times beginning in 79, but I've never really seen them with a great opening band. If you had to rank your top two or three opening bands from any kiss tour, from any era, from tours you've seen or tours you haven't seen, what would those be? Zeus. Hmm. So you hear stuff like we had opening for us ACDC. Yep. There's one. Scorpions. There's one. You would probably guess Rush. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking out loud. Who else have they had? Bon Jovi. Probably those three. I'm thinking off the top of my head. Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. I'm pulling up there some of the big ones. Rush, Tom Petty, Bob Seger, Blois to Cult. So some anthrax, some big names. All right. Take out Scorpions. I would probably say ACDC, Bon Jovi, Alice in Chains. Yep. That's one of them too. Yeah. So all the years that we've seen Kiss open up, like not, not on, not on a, t- a shared tour you know, with, with Def Leppard or, or, or Motley Crue or whatever, but like a true opening band opener. I loved Slaughter when I saw them on the Hot in the Shade Tour in 1990. That was awesome. I like turtles. Um, other than that, we saw them that one time on the Freedom to Rock Tour. Dead Daisies opened up. They were cool. They sounded good. Maybe the fucking Painter. How about that for one of your favorite opening acts? <laughs> I mean, for me, it would obviously be Rush. Uh, I've seen Rush, but to see Rush back in the 70s, that would have been great for me. ACDC, never got to see them, and I love the Bon Scott era over the Brian Johnson era. So early ACDC, that would have been great. 
Yeah, they had a lot of kick-ass bands open up for them in the 70s, 70s and the 80s. They had Rage Against the Machine open up for them in 1996. I'm not sure what the what the Venn diagram is of the Kiss Rage Against the Machine fandom, but I can't imagine it's too big. But I'd like to find out the the, the background of that tour. But uh, yeah, so I think I, I'd go with Slaughter, which I did see, and then I'd probably throw in Rush and ACDC. Sweet. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Thank you, David. Awesome. Good stuff. Tom, where can people find us? Well, we've mentioned it many times during this episode. Uh, you can find us at shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Best place to reach us. Uh, we read your emails on the air. Uh, we, you know, we pay attention to them. We do read them. Uh, so check us out there, uh, especially when it comes to filling out your brackets and sending them to us. And of course, we're on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We got the great Facebook group, the Shout It Out Loudcasters. Awesome group. A lot of fun over there. And uh, we try to stay very interactive on all those social media platforms with you guys, uh, especially on Twitter during uh, the Madness Tournament. That's going to be great. And, uh, you know, we're part of the great Pantheon podcast network of shows. Tons of great shows on there. And we're lucky to be at one of them. And uh, we're on all the big platforms, of course, Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts, you can find us. And uh, as heard on our question of the week segment, our buddy Ed over at Click T Shop, he designed our cool logo so you can get shout out loudcast gear and other awesome kiss inspired gear as well. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, we always tell people remember, they can always DM us with questions on Facebook, Instagram, and also Twitter. Uh, you mentioned shouted out loudcast as a member of uh, Pantheon podcast. We got a uh, word tonight while we were uh, before we got started. There's a couple uh, new podcasts joining the network. Amongst them is Carmine a piece and Vinny Apice. Yep. <laughs> yes, the two brothers with the different last name pronunciation. That's They're pretty awesome. Starting a podcast on our network. We'll probably see if we can get them on with us sometime. Talk a little kiss. And but talk yeah. a, maybe talk a, maybe talk a little vanilla fudge. Oh, talk <laughs> about how fucking coked up they were on the hot legs video with Rod Stewart. That is one fucked up video. I want to hear. I want to hear more about Jelly Roll when they were playing with Blue Murder or. Or the face he makes in the Bark at the Moon video, <laughs> where all of a sudden the, they get a close up and he goes, <laughs> he does a Paul Stanley like pout and he gets like a close up. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that that's another great uh, group joining us at awesome. Pantheon Podcast. And our good friend Martin Popoff has gotten into a little kiss lately. He's talked about kiss a few times lately. Go listen to his podcast. He does the top five songs. Usually is a reason for some sort of a, uh, a part of heavy metal or hard rock as a, as a way to describe a certain era or something. And I think this week he's using Paul Stanley's live to win album. Yes. Check that out. Yep. And last before that, he talked about uh kiss. He had a half an hour, like a little short episode on kiss. So mm-hmm. check that out. Definitely. And then, um, you know, keep an eye out for our, we just finished doing the hailstorm on the album review crew with Mr. Sonny Pooney. Can you listen to that and, uh, keep an eye out. We should be having some, uh, live streams coming away your way soon. Don't forget our Patreon also, uh, app. You can always find us on Patreon or patreon.com 
or in the episode notes. If you're interested in joining, have any questions, feel free to send us a message. Uh, Tom, and finally, you can also give us one of those five star Star. child reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you can leave reviews for us. We appreciate those. Uh, You guys have been awesome about giving us those reviews. And, oh, you know what I want to throw into? Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're getting a lot more feedback on YouTube. And uh, subscriptions and stuff also help us. So if you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, even if you still use the the podcast to listen to us, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It also it's a nice little kind gesture you can throw our way. So finally, Tom, when we end these episodes, we usually go to famous last words. You got any? Can't listen to nobody else. You just got to believe in yourself. They'll criticize you and lay down the law. They'll say, just who do you think you are? You, the fan. (laughs) Loneliness will haunt you. (laughs) Will you sacrifice? Do you take the oath? Will you give your life? Under the rose. Man, I can't wait to do the elder review. Oh, yeah. Guys, don't forget for the 100th time, tag us. Also, hashtag kiss album madness. Can't fucking wait for this to get off. It's going to kick ass. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, Loudcasters, thank you. Zeus, thank you, my friend, as always. Kiss Army, Loudcasters, fans, you guys are the best. Let's make this tournament this year the best one we've had yet. Uh, We're looking forward to it. We can't wait to see what you guys think, and uh, we're pumped. So thank you, guys. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 